Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Welcome to Seek Reality with your host, Roberta Grimes. Author and attorney, Roberta Grimes, will explore and illustrate how she, after an extraordinary experience of light in childhood, has discovered channels of communication to the afterlife and how these implications have an effect on our everyday lives. Please welcome the host of Seek Reality, Roberta Grimes. Oh, I'm so glad you're with us today. Welcome to Seek Reality. I'm Roberta Grimes, and many people have told me, actually, that they, they like it when I do more individual a podcast when it's just you and me talking and I'm going to try to do more of those of course it's not as easy as you can imagine because um, I kept, can't have other people talking during this time so I'll do my best with it and if I get comfortable with it we'll do a lot more of them because there's so much so much knowledge I want to impart to you and and uh, I just love it when it's it's just the two of us so that's what we're going to do today now obviously to seek reality is humankind's true purpose, right? That's what we're supposed to be doing. And all of us want to know the truth, but to seek reality sincerely, rejecting everything we cannot support as objective truth and seeking instead to have ever more perfect answers has put us at last in this peculiar place where we realize that both of our most beloved mainstream trusted institutions are nothing more than closed belief systems. Neither really ultimately cares about seeking the truth the way you and I care about seeking it. Of course, it's easy to say that about Christianity, which is a first-century Jewish sect in all but name. We find it harder to accept the fact that mainstream science has turned itself, actually 100 years ago, turned itself into a, a materialist sect, very like a religion, atheism, that refuses to consider any of the abundant evidence that scientists themselves have found, and we enjoy sharing, of course, they don't seem to mind, evidence that they have found that nothing whatsoever is material. It's all essentially energy. And that core energy is, of course, what we experience as consciousness. So we're coming to the point where we have to face the fact that nearly everything we ever have been taught to believe has to be questioned, and a lot of it is wrong. If you seek reality, you will find it. Jesus said that, and we're finding it is true. That evidence is all around us. But the question then arises, once we begin to find the genuine reality, what the heck do we do with it? 
For my part, I've come to believe that we have a responsibility to teach the truth as we have found it. In particular, we should be teaching it to children. And since we can now abundantly prove that while all the Christian dogmas are wrong, what Jesus taught us is abundantly right, I've come to understand that my particular task is going to be, well, among other things, to help parents teach the the Lord's truths to their children. It wasn't long after Liberating Jesus was published in the fall of 2015 that I heard from a woman who had read the book and she loved the book. She said it had transformed her life. I get a lot of those emails. They thrill me every time. But now she had a problem because she had looked everywhere for a children's book that would teach her little ones the gospel truths of Jesus. But all she could find were children's books that taught fear-based Christian dogmas. What did I recommend she do? And then I began to hear from others, too. People wanted a non-religious book about Jesus that they could trust and could share with their children. So about a year ago, my publisher and I signed for me to write a whole series that would give little ones and slightly older ones the incomparable gift of introducing them to the Lord directly. No religious dogmas in between. Of course, writing children's books is a whole new game, primarily because at least those for little ones need very good illustrations. But a month ago, we published the first in a new series of beautiful children's books that we're calling the Fun with Jesus series. This one is called The Fun of Meeting Jesus, and it is just in time for Christmas. People who have not read Liberating Jesus may not understand why rearing children in traditional Christianity can be so harmful, harmful to their spiritual development. And for many who are listening now, even by saying that has inspired some fear. I am so sorry, and I really understand because I was there. I spent the first 50 years of my life living so deep in Christianity that if someone had told me back then that my religious belief was harmful and it it shouldn't be taught to my children, and and it was a little literal opposite of what Jesus intended to do when he came, if someone had said all that to me, I would have been fearful too. It's that very superstitious fear that you might be feeling now that is the whole core of what is wrong with Christianity. And in fact, it's what's wrong with all religions. Simply put, Christianity and all the other religions, too, control us by fear, and primarily by fear of God. We all know this. It's what gets us out of bed on Sunday mornings. It's what makes us put that extra dollar in the plate. There are just two urgent human motivators. They're fear and greed. And believe it or not, the healthy one of the two is greed. We'll talk about that shortly. But the dangerous one, the one that it is incredibly, incredibly spiritually destructive is the very motivator that is is at the base of all human religions and especially of Christianity. It's fear. If you're afraid to keep listening, please just remember that you are not doing anything wrong. I'm the one who is taking the risk. I'm about to tell you things that would put me into hell if what mainstream Christians believe is true. And I'm taking that risk out of love for your children, especially for your children. But please trust me when I tell you I do it with joy and I'm not afraid at all. And I'm about to tell you why. Please stick with us. We'll be right back.
This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Is it science or is it magic? Once a magical thing has been scientifically proven, is it no longer magic? Or is magic simply the science of tomorrow? Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, on The Science of Magic a syndicated radio program dedicated to combining the science and magic of today's dynamic and controversial topics to co-create new solutions. By triangulating information from today's leading experts from the scientific and magical fields, we uncover expansive and evolutionary truths you won't find anywhere else. Join us daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, as I interview the shared thoughts with the amazing guests from both science and magic. The resulting knowledge is unprecedented. As a gift to you, the listener, past episodes can be accessed on our website free of charge at thescienceofmagic.net. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. 
With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at Songs and Stories for Soldiers Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Welcome back to Seek Reality. And today your guest is also, your host is also our guest. Um, I love doing this actually when I get into it, but I'm always sort of intimidated to wonder how will I smoothly fill all that time. But with your help, and I think of you out there listening to me now, um, we'll get through this well. It's very important that you understand all of this and really understand it. You have nothing, nothing to fear. There is nothing that anyone listening to me needs to fear at all because you, you are the most beloved child of an infinitely powerful God, which really is the only thing that actually exists. There is no Christian God, that that Jehovah, that that petty and angry and judgmental being with the thunderbolts and the beard does not exist. There is no report ever of a genuine God being seen or experienced one-to-one as a person by anyone because, in fact, God is perfect. God doesn't need to appear as a being. Apparently, God never does. We're told by the dead. See, this is the great thing. We have crib notes now because People that we used to think were dead are very eager to help us understand the truth. Many of them, especially those who are communicating with them, with the West, lived with the fears that Christianity instills. Then they got to where they are now, which is which is our true home. It's where we're all going to soon be as well. And they were told, you know, that's all that's all bogus. That was all made by made by human beings. There is no true religion made by God because God doesn't make religions. God tries to help us seek reality, tries to help us know the truth. Mikey Morgan, many of you know, um, was a sixth-level being even, I guess, before he came. Um, He last incarnated in the 1600s, but he wanted to teach us in a modern language. So he did something which is extremely rare and amazing. He chose an Earth lifetime that ended, I believe it was in 2007. He was here just 20 years. That was his last exit point at 20 years. He stayed because he was having fun, and now he still has fun. He snowboards in the afterlife levels. But when Mikey Morgan was asked what God is, Mikey said, God is the unity of pure love and all that exists. More and more, I'm coming to see that Mikey was right. That's what's true. Love is the highest vibration of consciousness. It's where we are all are trying to go. And we're, we're climbing this ladder of negativity here because that's the easiest way to get to love. The problem with all religions, and Christianity is the one I know best, so I'll use that, but it's true of all of the ones I've ever studied, and I majored in this in college. The problem with it is that it teaches us to fear God. Now, fear is the lowest consciousness vibration. It's it's down in that ishy level with hatred, anger, greed, you know, all the negative emotions, grief, all of it, all of it down there is, is the opposite of love. 
So when we teach our children to fear God, what we are doing is teaching them something which not only is not true, but it is going to be the single biggest obstacle in their whole lives to come to their actually growing spiritually, and they came here to grow spiritually. I've been a Christian, a very devout Christian, for most of my life. Until I was in my mid-50s, you could not have told any of this to me, and it would have made me afraid too. But in reality, Christianity doesn't come from God. Christianity is a first-century Jewish sect. That's what it is. And people always have been able to perceive there must be a God. So people have been seeking God for a very long time, probably since they, we first lived in caves. But the problem is that we've been seeking God and finding little bits of the fact that there is a God and then making up religions because the first thing, when you don't understand something, the first thing you do when you find evidence of it is to fear it, right? Oh my goodness, we have to placate this greater being, which we know is here somewhere. Jesus came to clear our minds of that fear. He came to do it for Jewish people. And he, in fact, said during his lifetime here, I came just to talk to the Jews. I think it was his plan, based on what he says in the Gospels, for that these first true monotheists, the ancient Jews, to make the next step into understanding what reality actually is. That's what he was trying to do. But he gave those truths to all of us. We all have the ability, the right, and the joy to follow Jesus. The problem is he's teaching us how to raise our spiritual vibration, our consciousness vibration, consciousness actually being how we perceive God, to raise that vibration away from fear and toward love, right? So then if we teach little children to fear God, we are actually tying a millstone around their neck. We're making it so much harder for them to grow. So that's why I feel so strongly about this. Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. That's Matthew 19, 14. A close and secure and loving relationship with the true and only power that exists and a loving and true relationship frankly, then with all other people, because we are all part of the same consciousness. That power, that love, that perfect lack of fear is what we all should be teaching our children. It's the greatest gift that we ever can give them. And the time to give them that gift has to be before the age of six, because here's why. There's a period in our lives, up to the age of probably five, when we're in download mode, we are learning uncritically what the truth is about reality who we are, who our family is, who our tribe is, and we're learning where the fences are in our lives, but most of all, we are learning what God is. God is the water in which you swim. That's why it's so hard for us to experience God, because we don't really ever experience anything but God. All the negativity we ever experienced just came to the fellow, from the fellow fish in this gigantic sea, and it's a, a delusion. The only thing that truly exists is perfect love. We're trying to get back to remembering that, though. So do you see, if you teach a child of five or under to fear God, you're going to give that child an obstacle for his or her entire life. And this is very troubling because fearing God is going to make people turn away from God. Fearing God is what will make people not seek to love God. 
you don't want to get closer to somebody you fear, right? I mean, if you have this tremendous fear of the other, tremendous fear of the unknown, this fear of God, you don't want to get close to God, do you? Because that's scary. Well, you might do something wrong and a thunderbolt will get you. Don't do that to your children. Even if you are a sincere and zealous Christian, no matter what your beliefs are, we owe it to our children not to close their minds against the love of God before they are even six years old. And that's what's happening to too many children now. This is extremely important. I'll say it again. God is consciousness. We, that's how we experience God. That energy that is God and also is consciousness is the only thing that actually exists. Everything else that we think is real is a mere artifact of that core energy, which is infinitely powerful and infinitely perfect. God does not have human flaws. We actually, we created the Christian God in man's image, not the other way around. We created that God because we couldn't imagine the perfection and the greatness that God actually is. But even if you have trouble getting away from Christianity, I did. It took me 50 plus years to get away. Even if you have trouble doing that now, I think we all, all of us, no matter what our religion or if we have no religion, owe it to our children not to teach them things that might not be true before the age of five. There are other things, too, we mustn't teach them. We must make sure that they all have, have an experience of people of other races, cultures, and religions, all people, before the age of six. Because if we only expose them to people who look like them and think like them, they will spend the rest of their lives being afraid of other people. This is especially important in America because, of course, America is all of us. But people, people learn what our tribe is before the age of six. So every preschool must be integrated. All kind, I live in Texas, and what's wonderful is all my grandchildren learned in preschool that people come in all sizes and colors. I mean, they're white, but they met black kids and kids from you know, the continent of, of India, they met kids from who were or who were Asian, because this is a, a melting pot of sorts. And it's a wonderful thing. Um, my eight year old granddaughter's um, second grade class is full of every possible appearance of children. I when I went to have lunch with her, I was amazed. I'd say close to half of it was little black children. But there were also you know, Asian children and, and East Indian children in every possible kind, shape and form of children. Her best friend is black. I'm so thrilled that my granddaughter is growing up to know that the American tribe includes all colors. But we still have to teach that to all the other children, too. And remember, always remember, what we learn before the age of five is what we are certain of through life. So if you're going to do nothing else to help your littlest children, I wish I had known this when I had my children. Always make sure that you are teaching them an open-minded way of seeing the truth because then they will not have negative and fear-based things to overcome as they grow. The truth is what they own. The truth is what they deserve. And so as I'm telling you, even if you are certain everything I am saying is going to put me in hell, and I'm not afraid, but you may be for, afraid for me. Thank you for that. But you needn't be afraid. I'm not going to hell. Quite the reverse. But even if you think what I'm saying is wrong, please be open-minded for the sake of your children until they reach the age of six and teach them only, only, only in the spiritual realm, only what Jesus taught, because Jesus is our true and certain teacher. And that's 
That's true as well for people who are not Christian. Let's all come to the conclusion that open-mindedness is what we have to teach our children because otherwise we will never, as a, a species, as a people, grow beyond the fear-based things that our ancestors tried to teach us because they didn't know better. Consciousness exists in a range of vibrations. It's how we experience God. And the lowest vibration is fear. The highest is love. There's no power at the lower end. All the power is at the end of perfect love, which is why there's no devil. I mean, that's another thing we ought to keep telling people. There's no Satan. The, the most powerful negative entities of which we are aware have no power at all. The more negative they are, the less power they have. Isn't this wonderful to know this all for certain? God does love us perfectly, perfectly. And God never judges us. Actually, Jesus told that. If I have time, I'll dig up those those um, the things Jesus said and, and tell you again. But it's right in the Gospels. Jesus said God doesn't judge anyone. He is it trusts all judgment to the Son, so all may honor the Son as they honor the Father. I just don't have the citation for that, but that's a direct quote from the Gospels. And then a little bit later, different temple guards, because, of course, if he hadn't, if he hadn't qualified what he said, those temple guards would have arrested him. He had to be very careful what he said, because to speak against the prevailing religion when he was on earth would have, would have been a quick death, death sentence, and he had to stay alive long enough to teach us what he had come to teach us. So... Okay, God's not the judge, but, you know, Jesus is the judge. And, okay, I could get that. Then the ne another day, another group of temple guards around him, he said, as for me, I judge no one. I didn't come to judge the world. I came to save the world. So a Christian says, aha, see, he came to die for our sins. No, there was no need for that. Jesus loves us perfectly and does, and, and God loves us perfectly and never judges us. No, he came to save us from ignorance and fear. He came to save the world from ignorance and fear, and that was why he came, and that is what his teachings do. Do you see, Jesus is the truth. That's true. I don't care what your religion is. Jesus is the truth. The only problem is that the one group of people who really claim to follow Jesus don't follow him at all. And that's a, a topic for another day. I've talked about it before, but I can see another one of those coming on. So stick with me and I'll tell you how we're going to help our children truly grow up to be free people. This is Roberta Grimes on Seek Reality and we'll be right back. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. 
Nemology science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Nemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Hello, I'm Justina Marsh, and with my dad, Pete, we are going to present a new show called Too Good to Be True. Together, we are aiming to discover more truths about this world and beyond. Do you have unanswered questions about the world? Do you ever wonder about aliens, conspiracy theories, or the universe? There are many shows discussing subjects such as pyramids or UFOs, but we want to relay this information based on our own research, including from spiritual means. Hopefully, listeners will be helped with their own beliefs and will appreciate the psychic insights that add to the previous research and information. We both look forward to sharing this insight and beginning this journey with our listeners. Visit xzbn.net for more information about when to listen. Ancient prophecies, legends, and current events indicate we're entering a high-frequency era supporting enlightenment. During expansive times, old rules fail, necessitating access the ever-shifting currents of life for guidance. There's an ancient form of shamanism through which we can obtain the information we need. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, founder and director of Path Home Shamanic Art School, with a great new provision for those interested in spiritual evolution and personal empowerment. Galactic Shamanism, Art of the Ancients, Key to Tomorrow is an upcoming series of leading-edge online affordable classes designed to guide and support you and your family during these times of transition. Embrace the magic. Empower your life. Study Galactic Shamanism at findyourpathhome.com. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Welcome back to Seek Reality. This is Roberta Grimes, and it's just you and me today. So we're having a little intimate conversation about 
what we should be teaching our children about the truth. As we come to better understand the truth, and that's what Seeking Reality does for us, fortunately, we begin to wonder, what should we teach the children? Well, the thing to teach the children, no matter what your religion is or if you have no religion, is the simple, true, eternal teachings, non-religious teachings of my best friend, Jesus. The key, he tells us, and this is true, we've discovered this abundantly, the dead say the same thing. The key to spiritual growth, which is the whole thing we've come here to do, grow spiritually, the key is to learn to love perfectly everyone and all the time, even especially people who are most unlovable. Jesus said, but love your enemies and do good and lend expecting nothing in return and your reward will be great and you will be sons of the most high for he himself is kind to ungrateful and evil men. Be merciful just as your father is merciful. That's Luke 6, 35 to 36. Well, that's, that's kind of big, isn't it? But Jesus kept doubling down on this. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be sons of your father who is in heaven. For he causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. For if you, this is a great point. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? If you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same. Therefore, this is very important. Jesus says, therefore, you are to be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. Matthew 5, 43 to 48. Jesus is telling us here that we are, we are on earth to learn to love perfectly. Perfect. That doesn't mean loving some people and not others. That actually means concentrating on loving the people who are most unlovable. That perfection that Jesus urges us to seek is the essence of spiritual growth. That's driving towards spiritual perfection. And when we are in the afterlife levels, what we think of as the afterlife levels, it's really, you know, more, more real than this. When we're there, we're there, we crave, remember I said greed is important? The greed, the core greed of all humans is a hunger, a hunger for spiritual growth. Getting rid of everything in the way of it, craving it. When you are in the afterlife, you crave it. Thank, take everything you've ever craved in your life, from sex and food through money and power, take everything you've ever craved, wrap it up, and imagine it much stronger and that's how you're going to feel about growing spiritually once you get home. That's why you came here and you undertook the bother of coming to earth so you could grow spiritually. Okay, which, which will, of course, raise your consciousness vibration, which is spiritual growth. All right, easy to understand. But if that's how we've got to grow in love, what Jesus understood and what he taught us is we first got to learn to forgive perfectly. And then, only then, will we be able to love to, as we're supposed to love. But that's a problem. Peter asked Jesus, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. Matthew 18, 21 to 23. Jesus said, do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Pardon and you will be pardoned. Give and it will be given to you. They will pour it into your lap. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. Poor what? Poor spiritual growth. For by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you in return. That's Luke 
637 to 38. Wow. But so when I tried starting, oh, probably six or seven years ago to really sincerely, completely love the teachings of Jesus, one of the first things I learned is you cannot forgive each time something does goes wrong. Each time you have something to forgive, if that's, if you wait till then to forgive, it's impossible. I call it bespoke forgiveness. It makes you so cranky all the time because, you know, darn it, there's always something to forgive. The train is late or your husband said something stupid or it doesn't matter. You're going to be forgiving all day long if you try to do bespoke forgiveness every time something goes wrong. The trick is to teach yourself, teach your mind never again to notice anything. It's as if the world and all the people in it have levers on the outside of you that they can pull and make you crazy. Your mind, though, has the ability. Your mind has the ability to stop reacting to those levers. And once you have taught your mind not to react to those levers, guess what? You have done what I call provenient forgiveness. You have already forgiven everything in your life that might go wrong. And yes, that includes even people who do harm to those you love. It includes everything. I wouldn't be able to tell you this if I hadn't experienced it myself. It's the most extraordinary thing I have ever experienced. After I had come to realize that that it's not only is it easy to live the teachings of Jesus, but if you do it right, it's the quickest route to spiritual growth. I wrote The Fun of Growing Forever a year and a half, two years ago. What Jesus teaches us is so simple. It works within weeks. And yes, you will never need to forgive again. And yes, everybody you look at, you will feel love for. It's amazing. It's truly amazing. And if you want to teach your children how to ace this lifetime, how to grow spiritually as rapidly as possible, I urge you strongly to allow Jesus to teach them too. It doesn't matter what their religion is going to be because Jesus is actually not a religious figure, not in his own mind. He's, he's our greatest spiritual teacher. And first, you, as I say, you've got to amass, you amass, master the, um, how can I put it? You've, you've got to learn that forgiveness isn't even needed because you never have formed anything to forgive in the first place. Nobody can do anything that actually touches your heart. Once you've mastered that, you literally, your spiritual vibration starts to rise toward love, just the way a bubble rises toward the light. And forgiveness really is the whole ticket to love is what I've learned. And of course, love is the ticket to spiritual growth. Jesus does tell us that spiritual growth is essential. It becomes ever easier the more we pursue it. And if we don't pursue it, we fall backward toward fear. Jesus says to to everyone who has, more shall be given. He's not talking about stuff. Jesus never cared about stuff. He's talking about spiritual growth. For to everyone who has, more shall be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who does not have, even what he does have shall be taken away. If we're not advancing spiritually, we're going backward. And Jesus tells us we're doing that ends up. He says, and throw out that worthless slave into the darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Matthew 25, 29 to 30. That's a scary teaching of Jesus. And it sounds judgmental until you understand what he's referring to. There actually is an outer darkness. It's the lowest level of the afterlife as far as we are able to determine. And you get there by not growing spiritually toward the light. You do fall toward the darkness. Nobody judges you. Uh, unless you've judged yourself. You can condemn yourself there too. But do you see how wonderful it is that the dead are now able to confirm to us 
so much of what Jesus says in the Gospels. Jesus is real. Jesus came to earth 2,000 years ago knowing the truth. And Jesus is eager to teach the simple truth about God's perfect love to your children. I say to you that many will come from east and west and recline at the table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom, those people who practice the religion, will be cast out into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Matthew 8, 11, 12. He's quite insistent about this. If we're not making spiritual growth, spiritual progress while we're here, we are falling backward toward the realm of negative, fear-based emotions. And that's, his, that's why that crucial motivator, greed for spiritual growth, is actually a very good thing. And that's why it is so problematic to teach the fear of God to little children because they will be starting out in their attempt to grow spiritually on earth way behind people who've never heard of Christianity. Think about that for a minute. People who have never learned to fear God are closer to God than the people who do fear God. Simply because God is perfect love. God is at the opposite end of the consciousness spectrum from fear. So to teach anyone to fear God is so harmful. And that's what, that's, frankly, that's driving me now. I mean, to teach people about the fact that life is eternal is so old hat to me. I've been doing it for like 20 years. But I'm being driven. I'm feeling truly, truly driven toward teaching infinite, perfect love. And the core love being, of course, love for God to everyone. It's very important that we not teach fear to kids. But I think we all feel that way, right? The only thing that makes parents teach fear to children is their greater fear. They don't want their children to mess up and not get to heaven. So that's why the, the study of the afterlife is so important to each of us. We quickly come to understand that it's, it's not a guessing game. Gee, if I'm in the wrong Christian denomination, gee, God will hate me and I'll go to hell after all, even though I've tried to be a good Christian. None of that is real. God loves you perfectly. It doesn't matter if you profess a religion. What we've found is that everybody goes through the same process. doesn't matter what your religion is or if you had no religion. And the process they go through is a life review and the ability to judge oneself with the help, hopefully, of, of spiritual guides who will try to help you understand that the things, the things that you fear really don't need to be feared. But <laughs> professing the religion doesn't do it. For Jesus, it always was part of his teachings. It was at the core of his teaching that we must come to him on ourselves. He he did not come to start Christianity. In fact, he told us not to. This is one of the ironies in the Gospels that the Christians simply ignore. Jesus came to teach us how to live, and he came to see fairly soon that because people were so steeped in fear-based religions that they were about to package him as one more religion. And he warned us not to do that very thing that Paul and the others then did, which was to package his teachings in Jewish dogmas. Listen to what he said. No one puts a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, for the patch pulls away from the garment, and a worse tear results. Oh, my goodness. 
Nor do people put new wine into old wineskins, the new wine of his teachings into the old wineskin of Judaism. Otherwise, the wineskins burst, the wine pours out, and the wineskins are ruined. But they put new wine into fresh wineskins, and both are preserved. If we, at the time Jesus was here, had been a bit wiser, we would have understood that. By the way, that's Matthew 9, 16 to 17. We would have followed what Jesus started, which was a movement called The Way. And indeed, it is the way, even today, it is the surest and most certain way to make a perfect result of this lifetime and approach God as we are supposed to approach God without fear and entirely without love. For Jesus, it was always about following his teachings. He said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? That's Luke 6.46. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven will enter. Matthew 7.21. I believe what he's really saying there is, you know, you could end up in the outer darkness if you don't follow my teachings. He says, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. You are really my disciples. If you hold to my teaching, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. John 8, 31 to 32. That is what you and I are doing now. We are holding to his teachings and only to his teachings and his promises that that truth really will set us free. And I have to tell you, the main thing it sets us free from is all, all fear. Bless you, Jesus. We'll be right back. is under ever-increasing pressure from untenable lifestyles and growing populations. Yet, viable answers seem in short supply. What if I told you there's an ancient form that can empower you to take charge of your life? What if your entire family could be enfolded and supported by life itself, finding safe passage through challenging times? I'm Gwilda Wiecka, founder and director of Path Home Shamanic Art School with Great News, an upcoming series of leading-edge online affordable classes based in an ancient form of shamanism easily learned and used by your entire family. Galactic Shamanism, Art of the Ancients, Key to Tomorrow are a series of online adult and children's lessons instructing your entire family on natural law, how to cooperate with and be supported by the powers of the universe. Visit findyourpathhome.com to find these unique and powerful classes. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. 
No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Are you curious? Do you want to learn more about how the world works and have fun at the same time? Study coincidences with me, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, on my Connecting with Coincidence radio show here on the XZBN network. Listen to Jungians theorize, statisticians randomize, true believers evangelize while I categorize. I dance to the rhythm of coincidences. People who experience me see more of them. Maybe something on the show matches a thought in your mind. Let us know. Expand your mind to the weirdness happening around you. Synchronicity spoken here, there, and everywhere. For more information, put Connecting with Coincidence in your search engine and find my website, my social media sites, and my blog. truth. Historically, we viewed things as either being true or false. Now, as we enter a more expansive era, we find the question is not, is it true, but rather, how true is it? I'm Gwilda Wiecka, host of the Science of Magic Radio, a syndicated, internationally broadcast radio program dedicated to uncovering this ever-expanding truth. Join me daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, as I interview today's leading experts from the fields of science and magic, to uncover the hidden truth between the lines drawn in the sand. What we unearth in our discussions is not only amazing, but totally unprecedented. You won't want to miss a single episode. In service to our listeners, past episodes can always be found on our website with our compliments at thescienceofmagic.net. Let's think about this for a moment. It it doesn't seem surprising that the Iron Age primitives that Jesus came to teach might have misheard some of the things that he said and might have misunderstood the things they did hear. Frankly, for me, the wonder is that they still preserved so many of the teachings of Jesus accurately, even translated from Aramaic into Greek and from Greek into English in a modern translation of the Bible. The teachings of Jesus and purpose of our lives are exactly what the dead are telling us now. Those correspondences would, would not be possible if Jesus hadn't been real, hadn't lived, and hadn't known the truth directly from God about love, forgiveness, and the real purpose of human life. It's all confirmed. What the dead teach us is confirmed, and what Jesus taught us is confirmed. And I have to say, realizing that was the biggest discovery of my life. But it also then makes you worry about the religion, which really doesn't get any of this. Christianity is based in teachings that are based in fear-based first century Judaism. It's never progressed beyond there. And 
Jesus, that seems to have been one of Jesus's biggest anxieties. He knew even during his lifetime that what he had meant to be purely spiritual and non-religious teachings were going to be turned into just one more religion. He could see that happening more and more, which is why he protested, you know, why don't you do what I say? Stop calling me Lord, Lord. That doesn't get all. And in desperation, in the end, he, he turned to speaking directly to us down all the ages. He is the one who urges us to ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives, and he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Matthew 7, 7 to 8. It was reading those words 50 years ago that made me understand that it was okay for me to seek and that Jesus, I trusted that Jesus would help me to find. That's exactly what happened. Everyone listening now who has an anxiety about trying to better understand the truth, please understand Jesus is calling us to do that. More and more, as I say, I came to realize in my 50s, I couldn't be a Christian, which I loved. I still love the Christian religion. I can sing so many hymns, you wouldn't believe it. I loved going to church until I suddenly realized I couldn't go anymore because I had to follow Jesus. And what was being told to me in those churches was not the words of Jesus. We can do one or the other. We can be Christian and feel good about ourselves on Sundays, or we can follow Jesus and feel uplifted and glorified every day of our lives. That's that's the choice facing, facing Western culture at this point. And, and what's going to happen, of course, is that pretty soon we're going to have good communication with the people we used to think were dead, and then the jig will be up for Christianity because they're anxious to have us know the truth. But frankly, you don't have to wait for that. What I have found in openly seeking reality and doing it, holding the hand of Jesus, is really the most glorious truths, uh, far beyond anything I ever could have imagined when I was trapped in all those religious fears. Now, being a parent is a tough responsibility, and I know that because I'm the mother of three and grandmother of five really extraordinary young people. I so much wish that when each of them was small, especially my three children, that I'd had a book that would simply teach the truths to us without a religious gloss. And that's especially true today, of course, when we're, we're no more than a decade away from the moment when good communication is going to make the jig be up for Christianity. So what about our children who are learning Christianity now and learning it before that sacred age of six? So they'll have trouble. They'll probably be living in fear once the dead say, hey, you know, that wasn't true, but look at the wonderful stuff that is true. So the fact that I didn't have such a book for my children that would teach them the truth um, made me realize I had to begin writing for your children the books that I wish I had had for my children. If you're still in Christianity, of course, these books will be a great grounding in the teachings of Jesus so your children will grow up knowing and loving the Lord. If you want them then, after the age of six, to go to Christian schools, to, to you know be immersed in the Christian dogmas and maybe even learn fear, if that's what you want for your children, they still will have a grounding under it in loving and knowing the genuine Lord. So if things change in the course of their lives and people come to understand more of the truth, and frankly, Christianity will be one of the first things that falls by the wayside, your children, reared in Christianity, but just kept free of it for those sacred first few years, will have a grounding in loving the Lord. And to me, that is a gift. 
That is the greatest gift, frankly, that any of us can give to our children now. So, and even if you're not a Christian at all, if you're way past Christianity, give them this gift because they will learn when they're tiny that Jesus came to teach us the truth and the truth is that they are infinitely loved. The truth is that their lives are perfect. This first book is called The Fun of Meeting Jesus. And it's going to be a start of a beautiful friendship for so many children with the Lord. The next book is going to be called, I think it's The Fun of Growing with Jesus. And it's going to be about death. It's going to be about the death, frankly, of a little dog and children learning that, you know, nothing really ever dies. That is a true and constant and glorious fact. Jesus, of course, knew it. And that's why he was doing things like raising the dead. But your children need to understand that because all children have pets, right? And those pets have much shorter lives than the children will have. So why not help those little children understand if their little pet dies, that it really hasn't died at all. And that's the next one. But the first book is The Fun of Meeting Jesus. The illustrations are beautiful. And I can say that because I didn't do them. If I did them, they'd be stick figures. Uh, but this book is available now. It's on Amazon, the easiest way to get it. But it, you should be able to get it in bookstores and anywhere books are sold. And it is apparently going to be also translated into other languages. For now, though, of course, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. And I am so glad you could join us today. It feels good to be talking directly to you, although I am going to go back to um, pretty quickly introducing other people to you because there are so many people I want you to know. But um, you and I are friends, and it's good to be able to once in a while just share a cup of tea with friends. Please never forget that you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began. You never will end. And when you really get everything that that means, and the, frankly, the implications are astounding, it's going to change everything in your life for the better. Next week, our guests are Adelaide Wolf and hey, Hene, I can never say his last name, Hene Gugama. Adelaide is an enrolled member of the Omaha tribe, and Hene is Kiowa, and together they're going to introduce us to what those that we used to think were dead tell us are some of the earliest accurate spiritual teachings that have existed on earth. And that those are the teachings of the American Plains Indians, believe it or not. Truth is truth, my dear friends. Let's open our minds and hearts to hearing truth from the viewpoint of the ancient aboriginals who's prospered in this land that we now call America, long ago when the world was young. What Hene and Addie have to say to you is beautiful. It's beautiful. And I hope that you will join us. Of course, this week, your guest has been your host. What's important to each of us changes over time in our long lives. And my work in this field has been a really long voyage for me. From spending decades researching and learning the truth about death and the afterlife, while at the same time, I was really an ardent Christian, you wouldn't believe. And then realizing at last when I was in my 50s that what the dead were telling us had to, you know, it was true. And the good news was that it confirmed that Jesus had come and had actually taught us the truth. The bad news was there was nothing about Christianity that was true. We don't, God doesn't judge us. Jesus didn't die for our sins. Nothing. There's no devil. There's no hell. All of that. None of it was true. That was pretty a tough time of my life, but I came through it. And eventually I realized that I had a role to play for the Lord. 
And that role was rescuing him from the fake dogmas of Christianity. So when very soon the truth comes out and we find out that nothing that Christians believe is true, when that day comes, we do not want our sacred baby to be thrown away with the bathwater. So I've been trying to rescue Jesus and help people understand that really, that's not his religion. He didn't want to start a religion. He came to free us from religious fears. And that began only when I realized that I could either be a Christian or follow Jesus. I couldn't do both, and in fact, nobody can. So now my passion is finding a way to build the movement that Jesus came to start. He did come to start one. And as I say, at the time of his when he was alive, they called it the way. More and more, I've begun to worry about our children by so insistently teaching young people to fear the God that is in truth only love before that sacred age of six. Christianity makes it so much harder for their children to grow up and grow spiritually as they came to earth to grow spiritually. That's the frustrating thing. Let's teach our children to be free. If they later choose to be Christians, that's fine. But let's teach them to be free of fear. That's the most important thing. And my new book, The Fun of Meeting Jesus, is really a beautiful book. And it's fun. And my eight-year-old granddaughter adores it. These books and... This book and the next one and the ones to follow those, um, I'm hoping, will help your children and grandchildren to grow spiritually in the joyous way that, genu that Jesus actually, genuinely first came to teach us. As you know, my nonfiction books are Liberating Jesus, My Thomas, The Fun of Dying, The Fun of Staying in Touch, The Fun of Growing Forever, The Fun of Living Together, and now The Fun of Meeting Jesus. You can order them through bookstores or on Amazon.com, and they're available as audiobooks except for the, for the this one is not available as an audiobook, of course, but the others are, and in 34 languages worldwide. Of course, if you ever want to talk to me about anything, including any of my books, or if you just want to say howdy, just contact me through robertagrimes.com. It can take me a few days, but I answer every email. Meanwhile, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Please enjoy and make the most of this coming week in our one glorious shared reality, which truly is, in fact, God. We're always, you always remember that you are a powerful, you are an eternal being, and you, in fact, in particular, are infinitely loved. <laughs>